Okay, so last night I wake up to these two coyotes fighting with something. I can't see what it is they're fighting with. I can only see like them going in for the attack and the scuffle they're making and flipping up a bunch of rocks and dirt and leaves. And then they'd run back out from this tall eight foot wooden fence. They're fighting with something that has a decent ability to defend itself because it either swipes or bites one of them. And he yelps really loudly. And the other one goes in real swiftly after that whatever attack was from the the victim of these coyotes. And the one that's gotten bitten, I think probably by a raccoon or he got slashed by raccoon claws or I don't know what they were after, but he had a lot of trepidation to go back in. But the other one goes in full force. And then I guess whatever it was holding its own gave him a run for their money. And the two coyotes end up leaving and going up to the dog park in the condo complex. Ultimately, they went back into the preserve from where they came. Coyotes howling is a pretty common thing in this part of Austin, which is urban. It's in the SoCo South Congress area of Austin, the 78704, which is kind of the cool area. But the preserve that I live next to makes it like living in the woods. So my neighbor comes out and I see like this dark, tall shadow figure and I'm like, oh God, no, it's coyotes. Don't go any further. And Even though coyotes, they're afraid of humans, they're not going to attack or eat us, but they were in attack mode. It was a bad scene, like not something anybody wants to walk up on. And so anyway, my neighbor Dave comes around the corner and it's his condo that they're up against. So I get his attention from my window and, you know, give him the warning that don't go around the corner. It's coyotes. And hey, by the way, is Ben okay? And Ben is his cat that we all love. And he's like, oh yeah, Ben is fine. Thankfully he's inside. Long story short, at the end of a somewhat tense and nerve-wracking conversation between Dave and I, because he'd just gotten home and he heard the scuffle and it was so loud, he said, that he thought somebody was like breaking in or burglarizing him. And so we talked through it and kind of like both breathing normally now and feel relief because the coyotes are gone and uh, Ben's okay. Like that was my big thing. Like, oh God, please don't let them be attacking Ben. Anyway, so I realized that I don't have Dave's number and he doesn't have mine. So I'm going to like go to sleep now. And so I don't know what to say. And so for some dumb reason... (laughs) I say, hey, okay, well, I'm going to sleep with my window open. So if you need anything, <laughs> and I was like, and I knew, immediately heard how stupid that sounded. And I thought, what the hell? Like, what in the hell am I going to do just because my window's open? Okay, sometimes, seriously, I say the dumbest things. For someone who most people consider articulate, I really do say dumb things, like really dumb. And when I hear them, I'm just like, oh my God, what is wrong with me? Then I had to, you know, in this moment, I realized how dumb it sounded and I had to think of something to say. So I say, oh yeah, we don't have each other's numbers, right? Do we? Like, do we? Like, as if I don't know, we don't have each other's numbers. (laughs) And he's like, still probably trying to figure out how my sleeping with my window open is going to help him in case the coyotes come back. He's kind of looking at me awkwardly. He's like, oh yeah, uh, I have my phone. Let me have your number. So we exchange phone numbers and I say, well, good night. I hope you can sleep. (laughs) I hope you can sleep. And he's walking away with this sideway look at me like, you know, thinking, trying to be nice, but probably thinking, gosh, what a weirdo. (laughs) Anyway, I go lay back down in bed and I just start dying laughing. I'm like, what the hell was I thinking? Well, I'm going to have my window open in case anything happens. Oh, God, seriously. 
So before I leave, I'm going to leave you with something that has a bit more merit than my stupidity of yelling dumb commentary out the window to my neighbors. So I've engaged, and if you get my newsletter, you know this, I'm engaged in what I'm calling analog evenings. And this was my attempt in the new year to step away from screens and being less digital in my world. So I love things that are analog. I love being out in nature. I love listening to vinyl records. I love playing my guitar. I love writing, like pen to paper writing. I even have a typewriter. I bought a typewriter in the new year so that I could peck out my manuscript I'm working on, not on my laptop every night, but on a typewriter because it's analog. It's what? It's analog. I like a hybrid of things, right? I love to be involved in the digital world. Doing what I do for a living, I can't not be involved in computer screens, but I also love to step away from them. And so analog evenings is my way of making certain that I do enough of that every day. This way that I'm moving about in my evenings, I'm starting to love it. And also it was birthed out of wanting to cook more, right? My girlfriend is a marvelous chef. A lot of times I don't even have to cook for myself because she's cooking for parish priests and her father and her family, and I get to benefit. So I wanted to like flex that muscle. And I think a lot about, oh God, here I go again. I'm talking about Barb again. My best friend, Barb, who you hear about ad nauseum, she hated to cook more than I have ever hated to cook in my life. And at one point she decided she was just going to do it. And now she is, like my girlfriend, an amazing cook. Anyway, there's a great story, a funny story that I'll tell you about a time I had to cook for her because she hurt her back. Yeah, that was hysterical. But anyway... These analog evenings have been a godsend for me because two reasons, and I'm sharing this with you, hoping that it can kind of inspire you to think about this, maybe think about doing the same or trying on portions of doing analog evenings. And the reason it's saving for me is I'm getting projects around my condo done, you know, things that have been on my to-do list, but when do I do them? I don't want to do them on the weekends because I want to play because I've been working all week. Analog evenings provide this opportunity and I'm really, really loving it. Now, there are nights when I'm like, screw analog evenings, I'm going to watch a movie. But they're very few and far between. In the 10 days of the new year, I've only had two of those, which that's pretty good odds for me that if I'm going to do something consistently and I only abandon that consistency twice in a 10 time, you know, 20%, that's pretty decent for me. My plan is, my hope is that I can every weeknight have screen-free, digital-free evenings and nighttimes. And so far, so good. So try it on. Write a letter to somebody. That's another thing. I love getting handwritten letters. And that's something that I'm doing in the new year because, well, again, it's analog. I'm walking a lot more and pray I do not encounter a coyote. Okay. I'll see you tomorrow. (laughs) 